give a praise, we give a glory. Blessed be your name. There is nothing more important than being in the presence of the Lord. And today we are so excited that you are joining us to be partakers of the word of life. He sent his word and that word brought healing to the children of Israel. May the word of God this morning bring healing to you. May the word of God this morning bring deliverance to you. May the word of God this morning shatter every plan of the enemy against your destiny. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I prophesy over every one of you watching right now, may the fire of his love fall upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. May you baptize with the love of the Father. May you experience a new dimension of the Father's love. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And not only that, may you remain in his love. Praise the Lord. May you remain in his love. May you remain in his love. Hallelujah. Continue in his love. Remain in his love. And keep the love. Oh, I'm so excited this morning. This is the day the Lord has made. And no devil in hell can stop us from celebrating the goodness of God in Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to Jude 21. Jude 21. Praise the Lord. Jude 21. Please share the message on your timeline. Invite your friends to be partakers of the word of life. There are so many things going out there. This is the only place you get to hear good news. This is good news. This, in this place, you, get, you, you hear things that will lift you up. You hear things that will bring life and healing and health and peace and prosperity unto you. Whatever is happening out there is full of nonsense. All this, every time it's one bad news to another bad news, please stay tuned to the news channel of the Holy Spirit where you will hear life and be blessed in Jesus' name. All right, Jude 21. So this is a continuation of last, last week's message, but with just a different title. Uh, last week was Remain in Love, and this one is Keep keeping the law or keep the love. So you can see that the titles are almost the same. Hallelujah. Jude 21. Jude 21. Jude is the last book before Revelation. And Jude is only one chapter. Jude 21. It says, keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now, if you read other translations, it says that it's a keeping yourselves in God's love, waiting for your eternal life to manifest. Hallelujah. Keeping yourself in the Father's love Waiting for what? 
for your eternal life to manifest, waiting for the life that Christ has given you and I to manifest. So, in other words, in this kingdom, for eternal life to be fully manifested in our life, for us to experience eternal life, we must remain in his love. Now, remember 1 Corinthians 13, it says, but there are three that abide us forever. There are three that abide us forever. He says, hope, faith, and love. And the greatest is what is love. Praise the Lord. The greatest is love. And we have a song that is about to be, to come out, titled, Love is Kind. Uh, I, I, it's a song that every one of you should have his copy. Praise the Lord. All right. So, keeping yourselves in the love of God, waiting unto the message of God is made manifest for you to receive the eternal life that Christ has given you and I. Now, listen carefully. Even though we are born again, even though we are believers, we have eternal life in us, that life is not fully manifesting the way it ought to manifest. But there is a day, there is a time, a day is coming, a time is coming when this life, the life, the very life of Christ will be fully manifested in us. Praise the Lord. But until then, the scripture says we should keep his love. So in other words, what pro propels you, what pushes you closer and closer to the life that is in Christ Jesus, to this eternal life, is what? Is the love of the Father. Keeping yourself in the love of the Father. Hallelujah. Let me read it again. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, Unto eternal life. And I say, I say, if you read this in other translations, it simply means that keep yourself in God's love or keeping God's love and waiting for the eternal life that was promised you to manifest. Praise the Lord. You see, that is why in Matthew 24, Jesus said, is it in the last days, the love of many shall wax cold. The love of what? The love of many shall wax cold. So let me say this. For the life that is in Christ Jesus to operate to its fullness in this life, you need to learn the secret of keeping his love. You need to learn the secret of walking in love. You need to learn the secret of abiding in his love. You need to learn the secret of remaining in his love. That is what will cause the life that is in Christ Jesus to fully manifest in your life. Praise the Lord. Jude, by the help of the Holy Spirit, painted a prophetic picture for you and I. The words we are keeping ourselves in God's love, the life, the eternal life of Christ will manifest in us one day. One day we will experience this life the eternal life that is promised. Now, remember, all right, let's, let, let's go to Romans chapter 8. I want you to see a picture of what Jude was trying to say. Romans chapter 8. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read verse 18. Romans 8 verse 18 going. He said, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Hallelujah. Now, the glory that shall be revealed in us is the eternal life that the Father has promised us. Remember, Colossians says that Christ in us, the hope of what? Glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You see, the hope of every Christian is the glory of God to experience the glory of the Father, which is the eternal life that he has given us. The eternal life he has given us is his glory. This is what is his glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, that glory, according to scriptures, what will keep you and sustain you until you experience the fullness of this glory is the love of God, is the love of the Father. Hallelujah. What will keep you until you have experienced the fullness the full manifestation of this glory is the love of the Father. It is the love of the Father that will keep you and keep you going until you manifest and to experience this love. So Paul is saying here that the suffering that you and I are experiencing right now, whatever the enemy is pushing towards us, whatever the enemy is doing against us, is that it cannot be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Glory to God. It shall not be compared to what? To the glory that shall be revealed in us. He says, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. The glory that shall be revealed in us. So let no man say, I am suffering. Let no Christian say this. And look, look, let no Christian be complaining about what is happening. Your, your present sufferings cannot be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in you. It cannot be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in you. And that is why I want you to set your eyes on his glory. Set your eyes on the glory of the Father. Set your eyes on the glory of the Father. Give up on your suffering. Don't give your suffering any life. Don't give your suffering what? Any life. Please write this as a comment. This is a prophetic word for somebody right now. Don't give your suffering any life. Don't give your suffering any voice. Kill your sufferings by giving glory to God. Kill your sufferings by worshiping Him. Kill your sufferings but listen the love of the Father in your heart. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 So don't let the devil confuse you by causing you to look around. You know, Father, I've been believing you for a wife. I haven't found one. I'm believing you for a child. Nothing has happened. I'm believing you for a job. I'm believing you for this. Nothing has happened. The suffering of these present times cannot be compared the glory that shall be revealed in you. Man, the cry of every human heart is to experience God's glory. But the goodness is that it is only you and I. We are the only beings on this earth. We are the only people on this earth that can experience his glory. That have the hope of his glory. 
you and I, we can hope for his glory. We can imagine his glory. We can meditate on his glory. Why? Because of his love. Because of his love that has been poured into our hearts, we can imagine his glory. We can meditate on his glory. We can think about his glory. We can start swimming on his glory right now until we see him face to face. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the sufferings in this world cannot be compared to what? To the glory that shall be revealed in us. Romans chapter 8 verse 18. Now verse 19 says, For the endless expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. Hallelujah. In other words, every creature that is unbelievers inclusive, they are all waiting for us. They are waiting for you and I to do what? To manifest our sonships in God. Now, your sonship in God is only manifested through one avenue. And that is the love of Christ. Your sonship in Christ is only manifested by what? By the love of Christ. By you growing in love, maturing in God's love, remaining in God's love, and keeping his love. That is the only way your sonship in Christ can be made manifest. Now, let me say this. Your sonship in Christ cannot be made manifest by you manifesting spiritual gifts. Even though spiritual gifts are very important, but they are not indication of your maturity in the love of Christ. They are not a, they are not an indication of you manifesting His sonship, your sonship in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! If you have been following us, I think this is the third month of this series. You will see we we did a teaching on that how spiritual gifts are not indications that you are walking in love. The church in Corinthians have spiritual gifts, but it was the most carnal church Paul ever met. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the whole creation is waiting for what? For the manifestation of the sons of God. We are the sons of God, but we have to manifest ourselves. How do we manifest ourselves? How do we manifest ourselves? You manifest your sonship in Christ by growing in love maturing in love, keeping God's love, remaining in love. And that's what the scripture said, for we know that we have passed from what? From death unto life because we love the brethren. You see, when you step into the fullness of God's love, you have stepped into the manifestations of the sons of God. Verse 20, it said, for the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. You see, the whole creation has been subjected to the vanities of the enemy, has been subjected to satanic corruptions. The whole creation, human institutions, human dealings has been subjected to demonic corruptions. That is why, that is why to think that all these, you know, human ideas will ever yield anything good is to is, is a great mistake. Only the agenda of God, the plan of God for the church, and the church rising up to take responsibilities, that is what will bring the glory and remove the corruption that the enemy has subjected the whole creation. Verse 21 says, because the creation itself was, shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption, into the glorious liberty of the children of God. You see that? 
the bond, the the creation is uh, shall be what shall be delivered. Is it because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption? So for the creation that is this world to be delivered from the corruption of the enemy, we as the children of God must manifest our sonship. And to manifest your sonship in Christ is to grow in love and remain in the Father's love and keep the Father's love until the eternal life that the Father has promised you is fully manifested. Can somebody say amen? Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God, for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together unto now. We know that what? For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together unto now. Man, the creation is suffering. The creation is walloping in pains and aches. The creation is, it has been subjected to corruption. But we, the church, we need to manifest our sonship in order to deliver the creation from corruption. You, listening to me right now, you need to grow up in love. You need to mature in the love of Christ so that you'll be able to deliver your portion of the creation, the creation around you that has been subjected to pains and corruption. Can somebody say Amen. Can somebody say amen? This is the essence of Christianity. This is the essence of Christianity. But unfortunately, if we look at the picture that some Christians are painting, all they are saying is that we are the righteous, we are the ones serving God, we are the ones going to heaven, everybody go to hell. That is the message that is being preached today. That is the message that is being preached. But if you look at this uh, 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 verse 21, he says, the creation is, uh, shall be delivered. The creation, the corruption, the unbelievers, the sinners, the Gentiles, and the Jewish people shall be delivered from the corruption of this present age. How? By the manifestation of the sons of God. And how are the sons of God going to manifest? The sons of God will manifest their sonship by their maturity in Christ Jesus. By their what? By their maturity in Christ Jesus. By their growing up to become men and women. Growing up in love. Maturing in love. The love of Christ is the standard for Christianity. The love of Christ is what? Is the standard for Christianity. Look at this. When Jesus came. Eh? Look at this. In, 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 in Luke 17, I believe. The woman who the scripture said he was a sinner, that everybody knew that she was a sinner, yet Jesus manifesting his sonship as the son of God. Watch this woman wash her, uh, his feet with her hair, with her tears. And then she, he turned around and told this woman, he said, your sins that are many are all forgiven because you love much. I mean, I can't imagine, can you imagine right now, 
Can you imagine a great man of God, well known in this world, with a prostitute, cleaning his shoes, with a prostitute, standing with a prostitute. Can you imagine? CNN will catch it live. Fox News will catch I mean, that, that, will be the, that will be the end of his ministry. How many of you know Jebeka? He was just, you know, they saw him in a brother. That was the end of his ministry. But here is Jesus Christ, full of love. Full of what? Full of love. With a sinner, with a prostitute. And instantly, the corruption that the enemy subjected her to was instantly broken. And Jesus said, your sins that were many are all forgiven. Your sins that were many. Look, when you grow in love, like we said, some, we said last Sunday and several Sundays, when you grow in love and you keep an environment of love, the knowledge of sin is what? It's missing. Even though this woman was a sinner, wiping her, using her hair and her, the ointment wiping Jesus' feet, the knowledge of sin was missing in the mind of Christ. Jesus didn't have the knowledge of sin. He never will have it. But because he was full of love, he was full of the glory of the Father, the sinner, the woman that was a sinner was delivered instantly. Watch this again. The woman who was caught in adultery in the Gospel of John brought before Jesus love personified brought to Jesus Christ love personified. If it was you and I, if it was a great man of God that a woman was caught in adultery and is brought to that man of God and the man of God now says, and, and says go, you are free. Sin no more. Imagine what will happen on Instagram. Facebook, YouTube, all the social media networks. Imagine that what will happen. Imagine that what will happen. But this woman, thank God, she came to a man that was love personified. A man that was full of the glory of the Father. And then Jesus looked at her. He, first he looked at the people and said, anyone would dance and cast the first stone. You know, all the Pharisees, they all left. Why? Because they were the one going to see this woman secretly in the night. They were the one committing adultery with this woman. Because when Jesus said, anyone would ask him first cast this stone, they left. And then Jesus turned and looked at the woman. He said, has anyone condemned you? She said, no. He said, go and sin no more. When that woman left Jesus, when she left love personified, when she had an encounter with the love of Christ, I can bet you that woman never sinned again. She left Jesus Christ with the power not to be subjected to corruption. She left Jesus Christ with what? With the power not to be subjected to corruption. With the power not to sin. You see that? When you have an encounter with the love of Christ, listen carefully. When you have an encounter with the love of Christ, sin will be completely missing in your life. The love of Christ is the cure for sin. Please write this down as a comment. The love of Christ is the cure for sin, is the cure for pride, 
is the cure for all kinds of manner, evil mannerisms. Listen carefully. In the New Testament, the only message we ought to preach is Christ. Christ crucified, Christ resurrected, Christ seated at the right hand of the Father. That's the message for the New Testament church. If you go to the Old Testament, you will see that the message in the Old Testament is divided into several areas. Now, yesterday I was telling my wife this. If, as a Christian, if you don't grow up in love, eh, you will be taught to walk in humility. You will be taught to walk, in, to be faithful. You will be taught to, you know, to walk in kindness. You will be taught to walk all the fruits of the Spirit. You will be taught to walk in it. But do you know something? The moment you start walking in love, all the fruit of the Spirit will manifest itself automatically. They will do what? They will manifest themselves automatically. When you start walking in love, you will walk in humility. When you start walking in love, you will walk in faith. When you start walking in love, you will walk in kindness. You will walk in patience. You will walk in temperance. You will, you will endure. When you walk in love, you will walk in humility. Love is the major fruit of the Spirit. It binds all the other fruits together. You see, love is what brings the other fruits to manifest in your life. If love is missing, today you walk in humility, but you will fail in faithfulness. And then you will turn and walk in faithfulness, and you will fail in temperance. And you will turn around to walk in temperance, and you will fail in patience. And you will turn around to walk in patience, and you will fail in kindness. That's what the scriptures say, love never what? Love never fails. Love is not pride. Love is kind. Love is patience. You see that? So it is the love of Christ that makes all the fruit of the Spirit to manifest in your life. And that brings you to the manifestations of the sons of God. That makes you to manifest your full nature in Christ. There are corruption all around us. Men and women are so corrupt. And listen carefully. I pity so many Christians that are saying that they are praying against darkness. You know, let's push. Let's push. We are praying. You can't pray against any darkness. Yeah? Look at Isaiah 60. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. He said, behold, darkness will cover what? The earth. Gross darkness the people. Did you see that? Gross darkness the people. Listen, the, there's darkness on the earth. But the darkness that will cover those who are not born again, the scripture said that darkness is gross. Is what? Is gross. That is that darkness is abnormal. The individual darkness is abnormal. It's abnormal. You and I, you can't pray against that darkness. That's why I'm so sorry for Christians that are pushing to this and all kinds of nonsense going on. Oh, they are going to do this. They are going to now this. Go up. I'm, the devil is taking over. The anti. Hey, you don't want Antichrist to come, but you want Jesus to come. You don't want the Antichrist to come. Before Jesus will come, the Antichrist must be already at the gate. If the Antichrist is not at the gate, Jesus won't come. The rapture won't take place until the Antichrist is set to come. 
there are some things that have been planned. No prayer can change it. So don't waste your time on darkness. Spend time manifesting your light. He said, arise and shine for your light has come. He didn't say pray against darkness. The darkness is there, but shine your light. The darkness is there, but cause your light to shine. Look, nobody will appreciate light until darkness come. Until darkness what? Until darkness come. You wait until your light is off or they cut your light. Then you appreciate the light that you have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of God is risen upon you. He said, Behold, darkness shall cover the people, the earth, gross darkness, the people. But as for you, the glory of God will rise upon you. So we are not to focus on darkness, we are to focus on the light. We are to focus on the glory. And there's only one instrument that can unleash the glory of God upon you. There's only one instrument that can release you into the glory of God. And that is his love. Keeping his love. Keeping his love. Remaining in his love. That is why Jesus gave us the commandment of love. That is why love is the greatest. Love is the greatest. It is the path of God that releases his glory and his power upon you. Hallelujah. It is your standard. Anything outside God's love, you fall short of his standard. Anything outside God's love, you fall below the standard. You fall below the standard. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, let's continue the reading Romans chapter 8. We still have a lot to cover. Romans 8. Verse 22. Romans 8, 22. It says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travelleth in pain altogether until now. Men, men and women around you, they are, being, they, are, they are being tortured day and night. Darkness has invaded their souls. But how are you going to deliver them? You can only deliver them when you manifest your sonship. And you can only manifest your sonship by walking and keeping the Father's love. Growing in love is growing out of carnality. Growing in love is growing out of darkness. Growing in love is growing out of sicknesses and diseases. Growing in love is growing out of poverty, lack and want. Growing in love is growing out of stress and enchantments. Listen, I said this last Sunday. When you step into God's love and you start walking in love, forget about stress and enchantments. Forget about diabolical powers. Why? Because love cannot fail. Love cannot what? Love cannot fail. Now, the love of Christ has power over eternal death. The devil doesn't have power over death. Jesus has the power over death. So when you walk in love, you have power over death. You have power over demons. You have power over sicknesses and diseases. I will never forget this testimony. I've shared it several times. A woman who was, you know, because of lack of knowledge, when she heard Kenafagan quote this scripture, 
So we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. And Kenneth Hagen added, that includes your mother-in-law. And he said that, Kenneth Hagen went on to say that, but the scripture said, and not Hagen said it, the scripture said that anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. Then Kenneth Hagen added that that includes your mother-in-law. And this is a pastor's wife who after the church service told Hagen that she actually hates the mother-in-law. And then Hagen said, look into my eyes and say, I hate my mother-in-law. And check within you and see what is happening within you. And when she said it, Hagen asked, what is happening inside you? She said, there is something down inside me, scratching me. And Hagen said, that is the love of God inside you. That has been trying to constrain you all these years. Begin to act in love. He says, what you should I do? He said, act as though you truly love your mother-in-law. Okay. Now, she has, some, she has a child that was sick. And then she called Hagen later on to pray for this child. The word of the Lord came to Hagen and said, don't pray for this child. Tell the madam that I am walking in love. Therefore, Satan, take your hands off my child. And instantly, when those words came out of this woman's mouth, the devils, the devils that was torturing this young girl, they all left. After years, Hagar met this woman, and the child was still perfectly well. When you step into the love walk, you have successfully closed every door against the devil. Every door that the devil would have used against you, permanently shut. Permanently closed. That's what Jesus said in the last days. The love of many shall was cold. The love of many shall was cold. Many preachers today, they have abandoned preaching the love of Christ. They are busy preaching politics. Many today have left the gospel. They are busy doing businesses. Listen carefully. I am not saying don't work. But you have to check your love work. If your love is drawn away from the gospel, if your love is drawn away from the word of God, there you are heading towards destruction. You are heading towards trouble. In the last days, the love of many shall was cold. The love of many shall was cold. We are told in the book of Timothy, it says many will be lovers of themselves. Many will be what? Many will be lovers of themselves. I pray not any one of you hearing me will fall victim to that. Because I can see the fire of God's love coming upon you. I can see you being baptized with the love of Christ, walking in love towards God, towards the brethren, and manifesting your sonship in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 23 of Romans 8. The scripture went to this, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruit of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to which the redemptions of our bodies. You see that? This corruption, he said, we ourselves, we are groaning within us for the manifestation of God's glory. But what will sustain you during this period of groaning, what will sustain you this, during this period of darkness is maintaining the Father's love. Keeping the Father's love. Keeping the Father's love is what will sustain you in this dark season that we are in right now. What will keep you from this corruption that we are experiencing right now is the love of Christ. 
And as you walk in love, and as you keep the Father's love, and as you remain in the Father's love, you will be able to help those around you. You will be able to deliver those around you who are experiencing corruption in their souls. You'll be able to help those around you who are experiencing corruption in their bodies, corruption in their minds. Hallelujah. It takes the love of God for corruption to disappear. And the scripture went on to say this, verse 24, for we are saved by hope. You see, we are saved by hope. But hope that is sin is not hope. For what a man says, what does he hope for? But if we hope for that which we see not, then we do with patience wait for it. And then he went on and said, likewise, the Spirit himself helps us in our infirmities. And then he went on to talk about, for we know that all things work together for our good to those who love him. Please take time and study Romans chapter 8 this week. Take time and do what? Take time and study Romans chapter 8 this week to understand the manifestation of your sonship in Christ. You are going to meet men and women that are filled with corruption. But the love of Christ in you will bring healing and deliverance to them. Will bring healing and what? And deliverance to them. The reason why the body of Christ is so judgmental today calling for the judgment of God to fall upon unbelievers, to fall upon sinners, to fall upon uh, uh, this nation is because they have not experienced the love of God. They have not started walking in love. I told her, somebody said, if God does not judge America, then God has to apologize to us, Sodom and Gomorrah. And our response, my response is that Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because there were no righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah. I can count more than 20 righteous people in America. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. Now let's go to Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. Please pay attention. Ephesians chapter 3. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians 3 verse 14 to 19. Let's pay attention to this prayer that Paul was praying. It seems to me that the church in Ephesus, Paul prayed for that church more than any other church. I'm here to check it. But the, the prayers that Paul prayed for this church was so unique. One of the prayers is in first Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 going and then Ephesians chapter 3. Now look at verse 14. It says, For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. Now this is so important. This is one area that so many Christians want. So many Christians want to experience the power of the Holy Ghost. They want to experience the gifts of the Spirit. They want to experience the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Paul began his prayer in this particular verse, praying for them to be strengthened with the Holy Spirit, 
to have an encounter with the power of the Holy Spirit. But notice what Paul said from verse 17 going. That Christ would dwell in your house by faith. That ye being rooted and grounded in love. Now this is so important. I, mean, I don't know how many of us, anytime we read this, we try to take time and meditate on what Paul was saying here. He is praying for the Holy Spirit to strengthen them. So that Christ would dwell in their heart. So I notice that each time we are praying for the manifestation of the Holy Ghost, I notice that we always try, we, we, we neglect the love aspect. Our prayer is centered in demonstration of God's power. But we don't pay attention to the subsequent works of the Holy Spirit. You see, the baptism of the Holy Spirit brings you to that point of love. The baptism of the Holy Spirit brings you to what? It brings you to that point of love. It brings you to the point where you are rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and grounded in love. So in other words, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is incomplete except you begin to experience the touch of the Father's love. Now that is the reason why, let me say this. That is the reason why you see so many pre preachers with the gifts of the spirit and you will hear things that they are doing and you are asking yourself how can a great man of god how can a man with this enormous gifts of the spirit be involved in this the reason is that the baptism of the holy spirit that they experienced was incomplete here paul is telling them that he is praying that god will grant unto them the riches of his glory, that they will be strengthened with might by the Spirit in their inner man. That is an experience with the Holy Spirit. That is just an initial experience. The next experience is that Christ will dwell in their heart by faith and that they will experience the love of Christ. They will be rooted. They will be rooted. They will be rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and what? And grounded in love. Let me tell you, the reason why most Christians or some denominations began to hate the baptism of the Holy Spirit was because of the fruits that those who were baptized in the Holy Ghost were manifesting. They were baptized in the Holy Ghost, all right, but they lacked the necessary proofs of the baptism. The proof of the baptism, the proof of the genuine baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you to be rooted and grounded in love. It's for you to be what? To be rooted and grounded in love. Not praying for the sick. Not manifesting the gifts. Manifesting the gifts is just one side of the baptism. But rooted and grounded in love is the rebaptism, is the complete baptism. Hallelujah. Hey, that is what I want to advise you today. To pray for the, for the Holy Ghost to baptize you with the baptism of the Father. In other words, what I'm trying to say is this. There are dimensions of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. One is to baptize you with power. The second is to baptize you with the love of the Father. The second is to do what? 
is to baptize you with the love of the Father. You will notice that Jesus Christ was baptized in water. And when he came out, the scripture said he was praying according to Luke chapter 2. And the heavens was opened and the Holy Ghost came upon him bodily. Look, listen carefully. Let's, let's, go to, let's go to the gospel of Luke. Let's go to the gospel of Luke. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the gospel of Luke. The Holy Ghost is coming upon someone right now. In the name of Jesus. The Holy Ghost is coming upon somebody right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3, verse 21, 22. But now all the people were baptized. It came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying. You see, he was baptized in water and he was praying. The heavens was opened and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape. <laughs> Man, there are dimensions of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, most Christians, they only experience only one part. They experience one part with the evidence of speaking in tongues and they think that is it. The moment they start speaking in tongues, they think that is it. They've, 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 they've received all the baptisms that they, 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 they needed. Jesus was baptized in water. He was praying and the Holy Ghost came upon him in a bodily shape. Listen to what happened. And a voice came from heaven and said, Thou art my beloved son, indeed I am well placed. This, is, this was the second baptism Jesus experienced. Look, he experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit with power. He also experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit with love. That is why the Father said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And Paul is saying in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, that Christ will dwell in your heart by faith, that you be rooted and grounded in love. That is a baptism. That is a what? That is a baptism. Because he started by saying that. He said, I am bowing my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That he will what? He will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with his spirit, with the Holy Spirit, to experience the baptisms of the Holy Spirit. Number one, the baptism of power. Number two, the baptism of love. The baptism of power and what? And the baptism of love. The baptism of power and the baptism of love. Hallelujah. And he went on to say, verse 18, and may be able to comprehend with all sense what is the depth and height, length and depth and height. You see that? Length, breadth, depth and height of what? 
of God's love and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. These, these are baptisms of the Holy Spirit. Paul was praying for this church. That they will encounter the Holy Spirit by Christ dwelling in their heart by faith. He said that when they encounter the Holy Spirit, when they experience the Holy Spirit, Christ will begin to dwell in their heart by faith. That's one. Number two, that they will be rooted and grounded in love. Number three, that they will know the love of Christ. That passes what? Knowledge. Listen carefully. This love that we are talking about passes all knowledge. It is beyond human knowledge. It is beyond human knowledge. This love we are talking about is beyond knowledge. So the church should not be celebrating knowledge. Huh? Don't celebrate knowledge. You can have knowledge and lack love. You can have knowledge and not be able to walk in love. You can have knowledge and not be able to walk in love and not be able to demonstrate the love of Christ. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. And then he went on to say this, and unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that work in us. You see, so when you come to this portion of God's love, the scripture says he's able to do all things. He's able to do what? All things exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we think or ask. So the reason why most are not experiencing the things that they are requesting, they are asking for, is they haven't stepped into God's love. God's love is the answer for your prayers. God's love is what? Is the answer for your prayers. Hallelujah. Let me conclude this way. As husband and wife are in a house, the love of the love that they share together is able to see them through every challenge. We are told in this same Ephesians that to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge, that we should be rooted and grounded in love, rooted and grounded in love. He didn't say in knowledge, in love. Why? When you are rooted and grounded in love, it affects every area of your life. It affects your marriage. It affects your children. It affects your relationships. It affects your finances. It affects your prayer life. It affects everything. So that is why Jude was admonishing the believers. He said, keeping the love of God and waiting for the message of God to manifest unto you. Keeping the love of Christ. Keeping the love of Christ. Hallelujah. The scripture says that in the same Ephesians chapter 5, look at Ephesians chapter 5 very quick as we run up. Ephesians chapter 3. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Verse 25. Husbands, love your wife, 
love your wife even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Verse 20 says that he must sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water. It's in love brings cleansing, washing, healing, deliverance. The love of Christ reverses your youthness of age. In fact, the love of Christ reverses your age. It brings you into the, remember the scripture says, who renewed my youth like the eagle, Psalms 103. He renews your youth. The love of Christ keeps you young. It keeps you youthful. It brings health and healing to every part of your body. In fact, as believers, you will stop praying for healing when you start walking in love. Hagan said, any time he missed it, any time he experienced any pain in his body, the first question he'll ask himself is his love walk. He will start checking his love walk. And the moment he, he notified what the issue was and he makes an adjustment, that's it. Praise the Lord. That he might present it to himself a glorious church. You see that? So it is God's love that causes his glory to manifest. It is God's love that brings cleansing and healing. It is God's love that brings healing. It is God's love that brings cleansing. Hallelujah. Look at it here. Husband loves your wife even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he must sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself, a glorious church. That he might present it to himself. So that is what when, I'm, when I see people talking about how, you know, the world is getting darker and that it looks like we are just there trying to survive. No, he will present the church to the Father, a glorious church, a glorious church. How? By his love. By what? By his love. That means that in this last days, the church will encounter the love of the Father in a greater dimension. We are going to experience the love baptism in a greater dimension. And by that, the Jesus Christ will be able to present us to the Father as a glorious church. Not having spot, wrinkle, or any such things. You see that? So when you walk in love, there will be no spot of sin in you. Write this down as a comment. When you walk in love, there will be no spot of sin in you. There will be no wrinkles of sin in you. There will be no spot of sin in you. No wrinkles of sin in you. No blemishes of sin in you. Nothing that defies will be found in you. Man, love is the cure for sin. It is the cure for anything that defies you. Love is the cure for sin. It is the cure for anything that defies you. Praise the Lord. That you be rooted and grounded in love. So it is good for you and I to seek for the baptism of God's love. To seek for the baptism of God's love. To seek to be rooted in God's love. So seek in prayers. Seek in God's word. Seek to be rooted in God's love. Seek to be grounded in God's love. Seek to know God's love that passes all knowledge. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you walk in this love, 
when you keep the Father's love, when you keep yourself in the Father's love, there will be no blemish in you. There will be no wrinkles in you. There will be no spot in you. Nothing will be found in you. Nothing, no issue of sin will be found in you. That is what the church is about to experience. Let me read it again. We are almost, our time is almost up. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. He loved the church and gave himself for the church. And look at what he said. That he must sanctify it. So the love of Christ sanctifies you. The love of Christ cleanses you. The love of Christ purifies you. The love of Christ makes you completely holy. Write these statements down. They are so vital and so important. The love of Christ makes you completely, absolutely holy. The love of Christ makes you what? Completely and absolutely holy. Praise the Lord. That he must sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. That he might present it to himself a glorious church. Hallelujah. He might present it to himself a glorious church. Not only that, not having spot nor wrinkle. Not having spot nor wrinkle. I'm telling you, man, we are about to experience some dimension of holiness through God's love. The church is going to experience a new dimension, a greater dimension of holiness through the love of the Father. Through the love of the Father. Hallelujah. They might present themselves a glorious church, not having spot, nor wrinkle, nor any such thing. Nor any such thing. So there will be no traces of sin, no defilement, no carnality, absolutely nothing of the enemy will be found in us as we continue in his love and as we keep his love. As we continue in his love, as we keep his love, nothing of the enemy will be found in us. Nothing of the enemy will be upon us. Absolutely nothing. We will be cleansed and washed and purified by his love. Hallelujah. We are cleansed. We are purified. We are washed. We are sanctified. We are made holy by his love. Hallelujah. By his love. That is why you and I must remain in that love. That is why we must keep that love. As we also keep, as we keep this love, our environment will be sanctified, purified, no trace of sin at all will be found in our environment. No works of darkness will be found in our environment. Our environment will be free of sin, will be free of carnality, will be free of lust, will be free of all the works of the enemy. So keep the love going. If you don't have it yet, if you are not experiencing it, go in prayers. Like Paul was praying for the church in Ephesus. That I am praying for you, that you will be rooted and grounded in love. Go to God in prayers. 
Father, I want to be rooted and grounded in your love. I want to be rooted and grounded in your love. I want to be rooted and grounded in your love. I want to experience your love that passes all knowledge. Pray prayers like that for yourself. Pray prayers like that for your children. Lord, cause my children to be rooted and grounded in your love. Cause them to know your love that passes all knowledge. Cause them to keep your love. Cause them to remain in your love. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. This is the answer that every Christian has been praying for. The love of Christ is the answer every Christian has been praying for. That is the answer. When you experience this love and anybody comes around you, they will be delivered from the corruption that they are experiencing. They will be delivered from what? From the corruption that they are experiencing. They will be delivered from the corruption that they are experiencing. They will be delivered from the corruption that they are experiencing. So pray for the baptism of the Father's love. Ask the Father to pour his love upon you. That Lord, I may be rooted and grounded in your love. I may be rooted and grounded in your love. That my children, my household, will be rooted and grounded in your love. That we will know your love that passes all knowledge. That we will experience your love that passes all knowledge. Pray prayers like that for yourselves. Hallelujah. When you walk in love, your environment will be free from corruption. And any man that is corrupt and they stepped into your presence and they are willing and ready, they'll be delivered from that corruption. Hallelujah. I hope you've been blessed by this summarized exhortation. I am blessed. And I thank God for his word. Please go back and listen to this message. Spend time. These messages are on YouTube, they're on Facebook. Go back and listen to these messages over and over and over again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your faith will grow and you will experience the baptism of the Father's love. And the Father will also be able to say concerning you, this is my beloved son, this is my beloved daughter, in whom I your workplace. Hallelujah. In case you want to experience this love, but you've not born, you've not given your life to Christ Jesus. Will you say this prayer after me? Lord Jesus Christ, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sins. Write my name in the book of life. And baptize me with your spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And baptize me with the love of the Father. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me into your beloved. I am born again by this confession. I am walking in love. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you have prayed this prayer, please let us know. Give us a comment, put a comment, or you can messenger us. Let us know that you gave your life to Christ. We want to get to know you. We want to help you grow in your faith. In Jesus' name. Receive the Father's love right now. Every one of you watching right now, receive the Father's love. Receive the Father's love. Receive the Father's love. Receive a fresh baptism of the Father's love. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive the love of the Holy Spirit. 
Receive the love of Jesus Christ. Receive the love of the Father. Receive it in Jesus' name. Lord, pour the fire of your love upon all our listeners, upon all our viewers. Pour the fire of your love upon them. In Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. The Lord bless and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord give you his peace. In Jesus' precious name. You are blessed of the Lord, which means the heavens and the earth. This week, go forth and experience his love and manifest his love wherever you find yourself. In Jesus' name. Peace. Shalom.